Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this A Little Bit of Time with Scott and Brian, the host of The Morning Stream, which happens almost uh, every single day of your busy work week. And we're here on the weekend uh, leading up to uh, uh, the new year to help out the 2023, excuse me, I, almost, I keep doing it wrong, the 2023 New Year's Eve Streamathon. That's right. Ooh. Yes. And we're helping it's kids. 2023 shortly. That's right. We're helping the kids, you know, uh-huh, we got the extra uh-huh. life and the whatnot. They even sent me this cool... Um, Oh, I should send you a link to this. I have to log into it. Anyway, the frenzy fun thing where you guys can do the, the, oh, the hashtag yeah. business in there and donate uh, money for specific causes here. A whole bunch of categories available. So Created by uh, Sign, a former ANTP contestant Sign. Ah, very nice. So, for example, if you do no respect, Mike TV will tell his Rodney Dangerfield story. Right now, that's at zero of 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh really? Oh, we should have come up with some for us. I know we didn't. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I knew about this, but that's pretty rad. And, uh, <laughs> and I say that, but like someone over there will tell me, you know, Scott, we sent you an email like a month ago, and I'll say, oh, okay, yeah. Well, I missed. It. Actually, I think it was an email that came out yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I uh, gotcha. Well, anyway, Wednesday, we're Wednesday. Yeah. We are happy to be here, and uh, we're excited to hang out with you guys and do, you know, have a little fun. But the goal here is let's earn some money for charity. That's right. Let's open our wallets, you know, and our hearts, and our hearts, right? And Not our, just uh, champagne bottles. If you're in Europe, what else can you open? There's other things, right? Open, uh, open your your. Uh, well, Madonna wanted us to open our, our hearts as well. <laughs> she did. And you thought I was going to say something else? I didn't did. You? Well, you said Madonna, yeah. and then I thought about yeah. some part of her career, and I went, you know, I know where this is going, but nope, Many we're not going there. That- we could have opened for yeah. Madonna. But we're open for business, everybody. Uh, please let your let your wallet bleed out a little bit of cash before this year's up. <laughs> and let's help these kids because the Extra Life uh, Children's Hospital Network is a, not only a worthy cause, but it's been around for a very long time. And kids are great, man. Adults are yeah. lame. Let's let them grow up to be lame adults. Give them exactly. the better chance of doing that, okay? I've heard. I've heard it said that uh, children are the adults of the future. I've heard that as well. I think it was a little yeah. more sing-songy when I heard it, but yeah, it's close. <laughs> um, anyway, if you're uh, some of you are in here going, who are these guys? We are the hosts of the morning stream, and usually on a daily basis we do a fairly usual structured bunch of business on Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. Today's going to be a little different because yeah. we're ending the year, and we have an hour with you That's people. Right. Yeah, you know? there's no indie in the middle. No. There's no cover song at the end. No, no, no. Uh, no guests. Sorry. Nope. Except sorry. ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a guest in our own house, don't you, a little bit? <laughs> I do, yes. Uh, but what I thought we would do, um, so I was really hoping Brian had seen Glass Onion before I no. talked to him today, but he hasn't we, yet. We watched the thing that I'm going to be using as my recommendal this week mm-hmm. on uh, on TMS. So um, we, th- we thought about, we're probably going to do Glass Onion tonight. Um, yeah. But uh, but no, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm very excited. Hearing hearing that those that old '60s band with the four old dudes in it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is called Glass Onion, which is a Beatles song. So yeah. Yeah, I was hoping right. there was some sort of connection there. There is, that. and there's there's uh, they use some music, and I every time that happens in a movie, my first thought is how expensive was it to get the rights to play that yeah. song? If they're using Beatles music, very expensive. Yeah, I mean, you can do covers, I guess, right? Is there a- you can do covers, yeah, because you just basically then pay the royalties to ASCAP or BMI. I think Beatles are on BMI, if I remember correctly. Gotcha. Um, uh, ex- with a few exceptions, right? The George Harrison Northern songs, he owns 
his own library of stuff. Oh, um, but the Paul that. McCartney, John Lennon stuff is all well was all owned for a while by Michael Jackson, and then Paul got it back, and then he sold it just recently, didn't he? To uh, somebody, somebody somewhere got it, right? Yeah, don't remember yeah. who though. I don't think it's an individual though. It's like a big old company that paid uh, him company, tons of money. Yes, exactly. Yep, and it had to do with the way they got Apple Music to drop the suit with the Apple record company thing and that whole thing. So they could play Beatles. Remember all that big hairy thing. I don't remember the details, but I do know this who owns the rights to simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Mm. Because if I own the rights to that song, public domain at this point, (laughs) I could, I could burn it in an effigy, man. You could, you could actually, you could make it, you could basically set the royalty amount so high that it would be cost prohibitive for a radio station to play it 100 percent, yeah i agree with that well anyway we're glad to be here guys uh thanks for letting <laughs> us be here and the only other thing i want to say about glass onion is this it's very good okay. it is a great time it makes me it makes everybody who watches i think even with knives out people had this question what should the next cast be right mm, mm-hmm. and i'm 100 percent convinced that the next uh daniel craig led sequel follow-up whatever you want to say to these sure. other two movies needs to be him at the center as usual mm-hmm. but all muppets otherwise <laughs> don't you think excellent okay or right. or you go the other way and everyone's a human except they do a muppet version of him and he voices that muppet oh, and he's a muppet would it be could it be scissors out then for oh, the muppets that's good that's good yeah there are strings out. I don't know. Something, yeah. But uh, uh, glass bunion. Nope, that doesn't work. That, <laughs> can't think what are your it. thoughts? Because I know Ryan Johnson was uh, miffed about having to have um, knives out in the title instead of calling it just glass onion. It had to be glass onion, a knives out mystery or mm. whatever. It's yeah. Yeah, that feels like executives poking their heads in and going. It does. It totally does. Well, nobody's gonna know yeah. what this is unless they include the words knives out. See, I would argue and even have, you know, they've had two major actors, including the main the main titular actor from all the Bond movies in these exact mysteries. The mm-hmm. Bond movies don't go James Bond colon uh, whatever. They <laughs> it's don't complicated. Do, it is, <laughs> they don't do that because people know. Well, I think they'd know here. I don't think people are that stupid. So who, whatever executive got it up their butt at Netflix right. or whoever, right. they were like, oh, you know, you really ought to, we need to remind people. It's like, no, people are smart. We know stuff. Yeah. I didn't I, need to know, I, you know? Another really bad example of this is having to say X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this isn't just a movie about Wolverines? Yeah. Oh. See, that's another example. I'll bet you money, somebody somewhere said, well, what if yeah. we added a little bit of, and then they went off right. and had lattes at some lunch with some other executive and exactly had nothing exactly. to do with the creativity that yep. is needed to make a proper movie. Uh, well, anyway, so there's my thoughts on that. Uh, I wanted to, okay, one of the things we do on the show every day is we talk about the, some pretty goofy stories in the news, sure. right? News of the weird. That's right. It's usually like, hey, Florida guy set fire to a dog and then the dog became president or whatever. You know, whatever the story is. Yeah. That never happened. I'm just using that as a fake example of this presidential dog. Okay. <laughs> so what I want to do is read some that we never actually covered, but sure. are all things that happened in 2020 and all surprise me that we didn't see them, that we didn't cover them because these feel like things you and I would have oh. talked about. Okay. Yeah. All right. I love this. Yeah. All right. So while you're all peeling your cash out of your digital wallets and contributing Mm -hmm. to this extra life effort today, uh, that's what we're going to do. All right. Just want to constantly remind people we're here for this reason. It's for the children. All right. Look at this cool looping video they made. I'm going to play this for people. Look at at that. Looping children. Yeah. It's looping children. Although, look, Brian and I both come from a bit of a graphic design background. Mm Mm-hmm. I think this is all really neat what you've made here, but <laughs> did you have to did you have to lay the the Diamond Club close open and close brackets right on top of your year like that? It's kind of oh, I saw I saw that in the bottom right corner of our overlay too. It's yeah. like it's kind of messy. Did you forget to spread those things out? Like, did they give you several files and you just like dragged mm-hmm. all the files? No, nope, I got I got PNGs and these were it. So uh, <laughs> we and it's fine, it's totally fine. You guys do you, you know. It's yeah, chaos. Exactly. You, you guys are a chaos engine over there. You know, we're we're like the quiet brother in the house at Thanksgiving who's like, now everybody just 
you know, calm down and eat your food. And you guys over there are throwing food at each other and stabbing each other with forks. We get it. We get it. Right. Right. But uh, anyway, so there's a side thing. Uh, Brian, if I said yes. to you, your life depended on the answer to this question. Is, okay, a, is, is a bee a fish? What would you say? I would say, in fact, no, that a bee is an insect or a legume. I'm never sure about those legumes. Oh, they, those legumes. You just can't trust I'm them. always surprised when I find, find out something is a legume that I didn't know was a legume. <laughs> I always feel like I'm being ripped off when, the, when it comes to those damn legumes. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I would say insect, but you're going to tell me I'm wrong, aren't you? I am going to tell you that. According to California, they say a bee could be a fish, and here's why. In May of this year, May of 2022, a California court ruled that bumblebees can legally be considered fish under a California Endangered Species Act. Insects apparently aren't protected under the state's Endangered Species Act, but fish are. So environmental interest groups argued that bees technically fit under the act's definition of fish, which they defined as invertebrates. Gotcha. So any invertebrate qualifies as a fish now. Yep. So So there are many other bugs slash insects or uh, other species of creature that you could probably qualify as a fish now yep. if if the defining factor or feature is the invertebrate status. You know? Are any of the members of fish legally considered fish? <laughs> That's a great question. We need to get answers to that one because, it, well, do they have vertebrae? Is, is Abe Vigoda now considered a fish? No. Wait, hold on. Yes, because his vertebrae, there's no way that thing held up as long as it did. Like, it's mushy now, right? In his grave. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Okay, yeah, good point. Yeah. So, so right. he's now an invertebrate. Yeah. He can be the fish he was always meant to be. Did you ever see that spinoff, by the way? I did. That I, I totally remember. I think we watched, I watched more of the spinoff because for whatever reason, as a six-year-old child or seven-year-old child or whatever I was, Barney Miller was a little too heady for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A little too, little too cerebral for my little mind to uh, to enjoy and process. I, you know, give me, uh, give me whatever cartoon was on at the time, Super Friends or yeah, sure. something like that. Now, do any of you at um, home? Uh, do you, are you all too young to know who the hell Fish is? Because now I just realized we're talking about an ancient ass show that maybe nobody. That's true. Knows about. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Sorry, you're about to say. So, you Fish you. was a spinoff of Barney Miller. <laughs> Barney Miller was a comedy set. In a t- <laughs> New York police precinct. There you Chicago go. Chicago police precinct. That's right. And look, if you're Firefly flan- Flans, Firefly uh-huh. Flans, Firefly Flans. Yep, you're into the Firefly. Yeah. Uh, one of the, Bishop in that show was in oh, this. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, your worlds just collided. Boom. Bim, bam, boom. <laughs> uh, here's story number two. Okay. Why does the U.S. government have 1.4 billion pounds of cheese stored in a cave underneath Springfield, Missouri? Do you know the answer to this before I read it? Hoarding, I think, is the answer. <laughs> government hoarding? <laughs> government hoarding. I mean, they're known to, uh, what do you call that when they, uh, government spending stockpile? is... stock? Is it stock? Yeah, stockpile, sure. sure. Like they're the second, or no, they're, they're the number one landowner in America. And then right after that, it's like churches. Which is a little bit oh, weird. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Churches buy lots of extra land. Hmm. Um, but now it's cheese, and apparently it's buried. Uh, so here's how this goes. In February, Utah Connection, Deseret News. It's our, mm. one of our dumb local papers. It's the dumb one. I like I like the it's Tribune the better. I've been, I've been to both of them, by the way. I don't, okay, question for you, because yes. you did all this stuff in the 90s, and you went out to all these papers. Yeah. Um, and early aughts, I guess, right? Some of that time. Early aughts into, yeah, until 2006. There you go. That's right. You were podcasting right before, a couple of years before that ended. I was, yeah. Um, So the Deseret News and the Salt Lake Tribune are both published or printed here in Salt Lake City, and they're both printed and published in the exact same building. Yes. Um, Thank you, thank you, uh, chat, Reg and Ego, for letting us know when when our cities are turning uh, twenty twenty three. We got to make sure we got to keep track of this. Do we know how to count down from ten in all of those languages? (laughs) No, I I think I might know. Let's see. I was gonna say uh, I don't know any of them. Flurg, I think, is a number in one of those. Sure, Uh, always go with flurg. Flurg. That's like do we have an IKEA story coming up that's that reminds me of the word <laughs> Right, exactly. Well that'd be perfect because we're talking about Switzerland. We'll time, uh, it, time it perfectly with that. Excellent. Yes. Uh anyway, so they both publish and print in the same building. Yeah. Yeah. Is that common in cities that 
you, you think they're competing you papers. Find, it's and, called a JOA, a Joint Operating Agreement. And you find a lot of newspapers that are different leaning will share the same building. They'll have different editorial spaces, naturally. Right. They might share the same... Um, ad space the retail ad department might sell so this is this is i bet this is even more fascinating to to the younger crowd than the uh, barney miller discussion yeah but uh i'll, I'll you know what i'll, I'll pair for I'll, I'll pair it down and just say uh yes happens a lot uh newspapers save money because presses are expensive and if you've got a daily uh, an, an evening paper and a morning paper then you can have that press running all the time and uh uh, and printing both, or at the time, I don't know how many of those still exist, but uh, so they're yeah. still technically, at least ideologically, these might be competing sources of news. But at the end of the day, they're kind of in bed, right? They they have to be. <laughs> you know what I well, mean? Well, they're in bed, but they've still they're they're you you can't uh, their covers are sewn in such a way that there's no skin to skin contact. Mm. So there's, they're in the same bed, mm. but there's no touchy touchy because the covers are uh, okay. separating. No, them. I get that. There's like a Does seam in the middle. Yeah. And yeah. but, but yeah. to save money, they share the same mattress and, uh, and box <laughs> spring and bathrooms and, you know, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yes. I think that's fascinating for some reason. Yeah. When I was a kid, I'd went yeah. on tour there for my art class. Cause we were, doing stuff with the political cartoonists there and um some of two of which are still working there all these years crazy oh, wow but um they took us on a tour and i couldn't believe that both of these things funneled into this one thing i'm like well then why don't you all just be to get just be together all the right. way what are we right. doing exactly yeah and it was bagley thank you chat that is one of them he's awesome all right let's move on okay oh i didn't oh, even talk about the cheese out why yeah. the why the the government has all that cheese. If you've never heard TMS, great example of how things go. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging. In February. Cheese is involved, Scott. That's, that's right. Whenever there's cheese, get, go all the way. Uh, in February of this year, Deseret News writer Gitangia Punia, I don't know, uh, wrote about surprising and very little known fact. The U.S. government is storing 1.4 billion pounds of cheese in a cave in Missouri. Apparently, the government has been storing away cheese for decades, ever since the 1970s, when former President Jimmy Carter offered dairy farmers a break by having a government having the government buy and store tea, cheese from farmers. So that's still there. And as you know, cheese, you know, it can be stored and saved and still works. It still works as cheese. You yeah, still eat it. it yeah. Sometimes it turns into a different cheese. Sometimes it all turns into blue cheese <laughs> if you let it sit for too long. Yeah. Fuzzy cheese. I like blue cheese, right. but I don't like fuzzy cheese. I don't like that. fuzzy cheese either. No. Uh, a, a a neighbor of mine, yeah. I'm just going to say it was the crazy neighbors. Um, they would just slice off the outside of the moldy cheese and the cheese underneath would be just fine. It's like um, the, the, the bad cheese doesn't go any deeper than skin deep. So you just cut off the skin <laughs> and... Uh, yeah yeah so i love I don't it know if there's any of that going on in missouri but uh well you never know Missouri's a weird place with strange things and uh yeah who are we to judge you know yeah don't do that with your soft cheeses your breeze and your mm -mm. camembert but you can totally do it with your hard cheeses so we had some somebody made a a block of i think it's swiss at the core of it but they flavored it up with um a ton of oh what's it called horseradish Oh yeah, okay. that may sound weird and maybe even bad, but I ate three little cubes of that last night, and I thought it was magical. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Now it's making me fart yeah, like a broken human. I'm like a I'm like a rotting corpse when I toot. But other than that, that was some fine cheese. I love horseradish. I love Swiss cheese, so I have no problem with any of this. It all sounds amazing. You don't mind farting and gassing up the room a little bit when when needed, when you have to. It, it allows me to get more cheese. Fantastic. It keeps other people from trying to take my cheese. Take that, Tina. Look at uh, that. You cut the cheese, and then you cut the cheese. That's right. Uh, let's see. Here's so here's our next one. So that's a lot of cheese. Okay. I don't know what they do. Is it all government cheese? They give it to people on well, like, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't uh, know what we don't know exactly how they're disseminating these stockpiled cheese, but but farmers are. I guess 
you know, it just, uh, we're, we're saving the cheese so you don't have to produce as much cheese. You think it's like a paper factory where you, if you live too close, you just, that place just freaking reeks and you're just like, <laughs> what is you know, that? This is a sugar factory. There's yeah. one in uh, Fort Morgan, Colorado. Yeah. And we drove out to see my grandmother who lives out in Brush. And you drive by the the sugar factory and you can always tell when it's running because it's got a stink to it. Mm. That stink is amplified if there's like a low pressure front because it it just makes that scent hang over the highway. No. And uh, uh, you don't hear vacuuming going on, do you? No, I do not. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> this is. I thought it was part of the story. I'm like... Well, we, we, when does the vacuum come into this? This is interesting. <laughs> when the vacuum, then it really stinks. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. the low pressure front just makes that stuff hang in the air, and you drive through it in your car, and and you can't get it the smell out of your car fast enough. You have to be really quick on the uh, the the keep out the outside air button on your car to, to make it through that area. That sounds heinous. We have near us a YoPlay factory, or no, I'm sorry, Dannon oh. Dannon factory. Okay, mm-hmm. I was mix those two up. That place for about a hundred miles around it smells like death, dude. I'm sure so bad. Yeah. So it's probably a similar thing, except here you're working with dairy and sugars, and mm-hmm. all that processing just gets stinky. But easily the stinkiest thing I was ever around was this paper factory in Mississippi. Just about made wow. you fall to your knees when you were there. It was so bad. Yeah, I guess I could see like because you know wet wet newspaper does not smell good. No, and all the treatment they do on it was just a the big pulp stinky creation of that pulp. Yeah, the yeah. pulp is the stinky bit, is my understanding. Yeah. Really nice town, really stunk while you were there. Got a Purina factory on I seventy, and that that smells exactly like you think it would smell. Just like dog food. Just like dog food. That's it's not like so bad. They, it's like when you drive by a. Burger King and you smell the frame bro- flame broiling. Oh, yeah. When you drive by the Purina, it just smells like dog food. Oh man. I hate that Burger King smell. Not a fan. I like oh, real really? bro- oh, I like see, broiled I like meat in general, like good broiled yeah. meat, but that stuff they're yeah. using smells like oil and spray and fake, you know? Oh really? Oh yeah. I, I, I don't mind it. I mean if it does it, I don't pick up on that when I go by it. Maybe uh maybe they just need to clean the vents at your Burger King a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. Could be. Or maybe they maybe they need to not clean mine because maybe yeah. that's what I'm smelling is a good filtered. <laughs> this reminds me, the only other thing about this that I always think of when I think of stinky towns or whatever, my brother Matt, yeah. who is an adopted brother of mine, he was adopted when he was nine. He lived in Korea his life before that. He was in an orphanage. And in this Korean orphanage, I don't know, some thousands of kids live there. And right next to it, a cream, a human crematorium. Oh, no, yeah, really? On the same road right there. And so he oh, says geez. every day you'd wake up to the smell of burning bodies. Oh, my God. And they weren't doing like some fancy clean room process at the time. This is like the sure, 70s and 80s. Sure. It was like really bad. And so everything always smelled like dead bodies. So he, he ended up with this like aversion to anything that had to do with death. So anytime anyone's ever died in our family, aunts, great uncles, grandparents, my dad, whoever, it didn't matter, he can't come to the funeral because it makes him think of that terrible smell every time. Even though that doesn't, even people are getting buried, yeah, not even right, going right. to a, near a crematorium, it doesn't matter. You can't do it. Just can't do it because of the smell. Yeah. That's amazing. So that'd be like us living by this, this, this cheese cave. Going to a restaurant, they're like, ah, have you tried our Gouda? And you're like, oh. <laughs> no, no cheese. No Gouda, oh. please. No Gouda. No Gouda for me. It's no Gouda. It's no good. All right, here's uh, here's this story. This happened this year. Uh, this is the Ikea story I was telling you about. People oh, yeah, naming their babies after Ikea product names <laughs> is a thing. Uh, in June of this month, or of this year, the furniture store Ikea offered its catalog as a way to come up with new baby names. So they're the ones pushing it. Okay. Oh, really? Ikea is yeah. the one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they're the ones. It says, following an uptick in births in, Nor- in Norway since 2020, uh, some parents may need to help with a, uh, deciding on a name. So Ikea uh, in Norway, which is where they're based, offered to help. After three years, is this is a quote, Ikea has built up a large catalog to pick from, says a spokesperson. What would it take for you to name a kid after like an end table or whatever? Um, I'd have no problem naming him after the Ikea bookcase. Oh, all right. Because it's Billy. It's just Billy. Is that it? It's Billy. Yeah. Billy the bookcase. Why do I not? I feel like I should have seen that. And I don't know that. Uh, the, the Jonathan Colton song, Ikea, even has a line. Billy the bookcase says hello. That might so be where I the, remember it. Okay. Something whose name is Ingo. And it goes through a lot of the, the product <laughs> names. Uh, 
I feel like that's cheating though, right? Because you're yeah. basically just, you know, like choosing a name that you would already be fine using. Yeah. If I were to uh let's see, I want to find just a random product from the uh IKEA catalog here. Let's see what Where you got. Is it? You got like Jeez. a Borka, like a Buno, like a Burger, oh, yeah, like a Borka. Oh, yeah, a Borka. Sure. I do the Borka, sure. Would you? Yeah. Borka Johnson? Yeah, let him let him be mad. Let him be pissed his whole life that we named him that. But at the end are of the they, day, it'll be tougher for it, you know? Are they doing any sort of like, um, if you do use one of our names, you get free Ikea for a year or uh, you always get a 50% discount when you come to our store. Well, now like you're that. talking. I would do that. Free meatballs. Yeah. Because a kid, a person can always go down to the courthouse, fifty bucks, and they're done. They can change their name. Right? Sure, sure. But you have to have the like. You need for this one. You need the. Oh, you just get the product. <laughs> yeah, you just get a. <laughs> you just get. So I'd get the bookcase. It's like, oh well, maybe I want. Uh, mm. What's the most expensive thing you make? <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, uh, that's uh, so okay. But that makes it interesting. And then what you do is you give them a really solid middle name, so that when they make the switch. Or, or even always, just call him by their middle name. My friend Andrew, is that's his middle name. His real name is James Andrew, so we just call him J- Andrew. So people mm. just call you Andrew, oh, but then you when yeah, you go to Ikea, use- you say, well, I'm Billy, or I'm Borka, or I'm whatever, and then you get your free uh, meatballs or whatever you do. Right, right. Maybe that's it. Lifetime meatball deal. Lifetime, I said that. Lifetime meatball. Yeah, lifetime meatball. What about Kungsbacka? Kungsbacka Johnson. Oh, I don't know. I feel... It feels because that's it's your whole kitchen setup. So you could get a whole new kitchen. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. See, do that. So really, comes Becca or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But then your middle name is like Jeremy. Right. And you just go by Jeremy. Yeah. And then only, yeah. but when the IP, IKEA police come around, you go, oh, it's uh, comes Becca. Come to the door. Your patrons are here. <laughs> you know. And then Jeremy will have to remember. Oh, right. I have that weird first name. Yeah. Does uh, naming it naming your child Alan count? As an IKEA product, only if you gotta have wrench in there. <laughs> Middle name wrench, yeah. Alan Wrench Johnson. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have that or forget it. Then there's no point. No point. Is it spe- is Alan Wrench spelled the same as Alan the name? Is Alan uh, it's and spelled Alan with an e? So it's A L L E N is the type of wrench. Okay. I think. But some people could so, be called that, and I some guess. people do spell their names A L L E N. Yeah. Uh, Not typically A L A N. Right. But I know I've seen mostly A L L. I mean, Woody Allen's last name is spelled like that. Oh, right. He's like an Allen wrench and also apparently a perv. All right, moving on. (laughs) Right. Here's one. Uh, This this is, what is this one? Oh, we got, hey, wait, wait. We're two minutes away. We're we're 90 seconds away. 90 seconds. Okay, good. I'm glad you're doing that. I actually put it up. I will keep an eye on I will, when we have 30 seconds left, we're going to, we're going to run down this list of names. We're going to go crazy. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, Okay. <clears throat> Where are we now? Uh, oh, okay. Here's a, here's one for you. People threw a lot of soup and cake at famous paintings this year. <laughs> soup and cake. Yeah, we didn't cover this, but a bunch of environmental groups got it into their heads that the best way to get environmental change was to throw a can of soup at the Mona Lisa or whatever. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious given the movie I just watched. Anyway, this year was full of stories of climate activists throwing food on paintings. From a cake attack on the yeah. Mona Lisa to mashed potatoes launched at a Monet. No painting was safe. But the one that got the biggest splash occurred in October when two climate activists who honestly looked like two skater kids at the freaking yeah, parking lot really at the 7-Eleven. Yeah. I just wanted to smack those kids. Uh, threw, at, I'm going to say right now we're at 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Here you go. On this list. Yep. Here yeah. you go. They threw uh, Heinz tomato soup at Van Gogh at the Van Gogh painting in London's National Gallery before giving themselves or no, I'm sorry, gluing themselves to the wall. Right. Yeah. Don't you feel like shouldn't they have done that to a Warhol? Wouldn't that have been just hilarious <laughs> to throw Campbell's soup at a yeah, at the Warhol Campbell's soup painting? Maybe they meant to and uh, didn't do it. I don't know. All right. So we're at five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one. Happy oh, that's New one. Year, Europe. Yeah. Uh, Germany, Norway, Switzerland, Austria, Paris, France, most of Spain, Italy, Poland, Netherlands, with exceptions. Oh, uh, <laughs> terms apply if you're yeah. in the Netherlands. Yeah. Nigeria, Sweden, Denmark, Belgium, Tanzania, Tunisia, Croatia, Algeria, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Slovakia, uh, Chechnya, Hungary, Morocco, Angola, Chad, Central African Republic, Gabon, Benin, 
Cameroon, I almost said game room, Ecuadorial, <laughs> Equatorial Guinea, Albania, Kosovo, Serbia, Slovenia, and Niger. Nice. Nice. Happy New Year to all of you. Did all, did Iceland already get their time? Did that already happen? Iceland I, would be, um, oh, how is this? Uh, it would be, be yes, we Iceland would have been before. It would have been yeah. with somebody else. Probably Mike TV probably had them. Mike, probably Mike TV, because yes, it would have been... Uh, it's it's east of um, uh, Scandinavia, so east of Java, <laughs> east of Java. Yeah, right. there you go. Uh, well, uh, well, it's too bad there wasn't on this list because I could. You know, my daughter is literally oh, there tonight. I I take that back. Uh, it's going to be an hour until there. So oh. you just you still have an opportunity. Wish your daughter oh. a um uh wish your daughter a happy new year and have right. it still be. I mean, yeah. do it. Who will be? So will that be Tom Merritt who rings that one in? That'll I think? be Tom Merritt. Yeah, okay. Tom Merritt gets to gets to welcome in uh, New Year's Eve for your daughter. Very nice. I, I can trust him with that. That's good. Brian, That's we're gonna good. play. We're gonna play a little game. Let's play a little game, Scott. I've set something up for us. Go for it for you, really, uh, because I can see the answers. Mm. Um, you know, all, all all sitcoms, TV shows seem to have a very special Christmas episode. That's true. And uh, all right, this cat. Go, go. Sorry, you're done. You're knocking everything off my desk. Yeah. Everything. She loves you and wants your attention. That's all. She does. She really does. Yeah. I know she, I know why she does, but that's that's for another story. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm going to give you a synopsis from a very special Christmas episode. Let's do it. And you need to name the TV show. Now, I'm going to be very careful about not giving away too many names because the list I have actually has character names and it might be too much of a giveaway so all right all right ted almost ruins christmas for everyone when still carrying around anger towards lily he calls her a horribly disgusting name ted and lily ted oh oh ted oh uh, um uh this would be did i make it no, that's that's Laverne and Shirley. No, Hold on, that's um, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. It is not. That would be How I Met Your Mother. Damn it! I never watched and that the ep- show. The episode is called How Lily Stole Christmas. Crap! All right. Uh, the party planning committee feuds, resulting in two rival Christmas bashes. The uh, the uh, boss gets dumped by his girlfriend for the holidays. All right, read nope. me. Read, oh, there's a cat again. Read me that one more time. Sure. The party planning committee feuds, resulting in two rival Christmas bashes. The boss gets dumped by his girlfriend for the holidays. Oh, this would be. Oh wait, first this is for the one I got wrong. Oh, yeah. But I have okay. a feeling I'll get this one right. That would be the American Office. That is right. A Benihana Christmas is the episode. Is that? That's not the one where Kevin brought the chili and dumped it all over the entryway of the office. <laughs> I don't remember because that is be. the most. That is the most. You can't even make any reference yeah. to the office without me thinking of that. Oh really? Oh, yeah. it, do, it doesn't even matter. You could say favorite scene. You're like Jim Halpert looking at the camera, and I'd go Kevin yeah. dumping chili on the f- carpet. That's all I'd think That's of. The that is the. <laughs> I cannot help it. All right. One, uh, one, one so far. One, one, one. one. I'm not okay. keeping track. So if you, as long as you keep track. All right. All right. Frankie wants a part-time job at a department store so she can get a discount on Christmas presents. Brick is cast in a holiday play at church. Brick. Uh, what was the first person's name? Frankie. Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I didn't know, so I'm really glad that the uh, chat room knows. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, no, it can't be Fr- <laughs> Frankie Munez is his real name, right? Frankie, oh shit, Frankie, a girl or a boy, or can you even tell me? I told you she, uh, she, she, she okay. so she can get a discount on Christmas presents. I don't know. I'm going to say, uh, uh, look out for the girl in room 2016. I, I don't know. I made that up. I have no idea. I can't think the of one. Middle. The it's middle. The middle. Yeah. Oh, I almost said Malcolm in the middle, but that wouldn't count. I know. I know. It's funny that you were thinking that, that, uh, maybe you subconsciously you were poop. Yeah. All right. I'll take the hit. 
two two uh, two at, losses here. All right, go ahead. At uh, at Yuletide, JD videotapes a baby's birth. Turk sees an onslaught of patients in a scene set to a macabre choral reworking of the Twelve Days of Christmas. Turk. Oh, um, I was just talking about this show the other day, and they got mm-hmm. a revival coming. Um, uh, this is that '70s show. It is not. Oh, is Scrubs. <laughs> oh, Turk. I know that Turk. <laughs> Frick. His best friend Turk. Damn it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was so sure that was it. I don't know why. All right. Next up. Uh all right. Busted for shoplifting. Hmm. Manages to keep the incident quiet until he returns to the store for the family Christmas portrait and the news is devastating to his mother. <laughs> so he stole something? Yeah. It's still a sitcom. Busted for shoplifting. This character manages to keep, or the, the the son character manages to keep the incident quiet until he returns to the store for the family Christmas portrait, and the news is devastating to his mother. Family. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this. Is this a three camera sure. laugh track based thing? It's not. Okay, that helps me actually. It it's it more modern. Does yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the only family I can think of lately, it's not going to be Arrested Development. I would say it's probably oh the um uh, the 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 Gold Farb Farb. I'll tell you that there's zero cameras involved. Oh, there's no cameras. No cameras involved in the making of this. How is that possible? Oh, because it's it's animated. That's still cameras <laughs> though. Well, um, are, are there? <laughs> I mean, in the old days, you would take care of you know what? cells. That's a valid point. You're actually right. Yeah. I yeah. didn't think of it that way. <laughs> it's all digital these days. Yeah, you're totally right. There's no the camera is virtual. I guess you know what I take. I guess when when this episode was made, it would have been cameras and cells. Yeah, good point. Uh, I'll say The Simpsons because I don't know. I'll say The Simpsons because oh! it's correct. Yep. Which what, what was the episode? What was it? Uh, it was, was called Marge Not Be Proud. And Bart and Bart did it. He stole it. Bart uh, Bart shoplifts, uh, and then they return to the store for the family Christmas portrait. And the news is devastating to Marge. Oh, poor Marge! All right. Hey, I feel good uh, about how we got there. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Okay, husband gives wife cookware for Christmas with an ulterior motive in mind, but when she gives him an expensive gift, he suspects she's up to something. This really doesn't give much away, does it? <laughs> no, not really. But I'm going to, my first instinct I'll go with, I'll say this sounds like married with children or something. Uh, it is Everybody Loves Raymond. Damn it. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one. I got you cookware. Is what he said. Uh, on the eve of Xmas, the two main characters flee the robotic Santa who kills those he see he deems naughty. Oh. Meanwhile, another character volunteers in a mission for homeless robots. Oh, it's Futurama. <laughs> of course, yes. I love that one. That's a, a I, classic. I, you know, I knew saying Fry and Lila would be one thing, but <laughs> yeah. seeing if I could... Uh, there was no hope of me getting that one past I think you. you had me at Robot Santa. That would have been the trick right there. So There you go. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, on this show, one of the characters returns to work after his 12-year strike is settled. Another character gives holiday gifts in his co-workers' names to a fraudulent charity. Oh, um, is that Arrested Development? It is not. Ah. What is it? It's the People's Fund, uh, Seinfeld. Oh, shoot. I should know this. I watched the show <laughs> on repeat. Gosh, yeah. dang it. It reminded me they had a similar storyline with a fake charity, but I guess it wasn't around Christmas. But they had the whole thing where, what do they call that? Um, Festivus. No, no, no. On, on oh, the, Arrested Development. They had a whole oh, storyline. Oh. I can't remember it, but but they the family was in trouble because they made this fake thing, and I don't remember what they called it. Anyway, huh. it was good. Uh, all right. This is going to be a tougher one without the names. Uh, husband and wife promise a blue Christmas to their kids unless they come clean about a recent transgression. Meanwhile... Uh, a couple partners take their daughter for her first picture with Santa. Couple partners. Oh, probably guess, Modern Family. Modern Family. That's a Modern Family. Yes, <laughs> nicely exactly. done there. That was a good hint. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, it, you know. Uh, let's see. I like that you hesitated. That was good. 
You're like, hey, All right. uh, partners. Yeah, that's what we're calling. Two friends on this family show have a thing for a thing or two to teach Santa Claus about holiday cheer after the jolly old elf gives them the brush off at the Quahog Mall. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Peter. Uh, uh, family guy. Jeez. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. All right. <laughs> Cohog part was going to be the hard to not part, do. But... Exactly, I knew that was like, let's just go right to the end. I still it's struggle. Christmas, but Archie's not feeling festive because of an error on the job, resulting in his losing a bonus. Uh, Archie, I don't want to jump to conclusions here. Just making sure I'm covering all my Archies here. Yeah, it's a few Archies uh, out there. I mean, probably Archie Bunker. So it's probably all in the family. It is all in the family. <sighs> yes. I was afraid it was like Archie, Archie the comics guy or something. Yeah, I know. You're, I was thinking you might try and guess Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Even though I know it's supposed to be a drama, I consider it a comedy because it sucks. Yeah. Take that yeah. world. Take that fans of Riverdale. Ooh, I hate your take. show. Hot take. <laughs> hot take on this half hour, on this uh, quarter hour or whatever we're on. Uh, all right. The, the family is dreaming of a Christmas in Colorado, but their mood turns blue when they get snowed in at an airport en route. An en route, meaning on the way, not a place on called route. Okay. Yes. Right. Snowed in at an airport on the way. On the way to Colorado. Um, what else can I... Because if I give you the last name, it's a giveaway. Um, geez. Maybe I just give you the last name and we 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 just... Well, let me ask you this. I'll we'll start yeah. with these hints. Uh, th- uh, laugh track or no? Yes. Laugh track. Friends? It is not friends. It's uh, if I would have said the Tanners, that would have been the giveaway, right? Tanners, maybe not with me. I don't. I can't oh. think of the Tanners. Tanners. Uh, isn't that uh, uh, isn't that Roseanne? Oh no, that's no, the... it's not Roseanne. Not it, um, uh, Full House. What's it? Full House is the Tanners. Is that what they were? Right. Is it Full, Full House? House? Yes. Yep. Oh, that show, man! I avoided that thing like the plague when it yeah. was on. Yeah. You I don't know both. why. You and I were of the age where the like Friday I night suck that. fest. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with any of that. Nineties kids. No, no offense, but some of us were like entering our twenties, and we were like, "What are you watching? These horrible sitcoms. They were bad." Right. Connors was Roseanne. I should know that because then they did the Connors. Yeah. Um, the gang attends this character's office holiday party, and Jess frets when she receives an expensive gift from Paul. Paul. Yes. Paul? I'm glad you focused on that name and not the other name I gave you. <laughs> Wait, give me the other name. What was it? <laughs> the gang attends this character's holiday office party and Jess frets when she receives an expensive gift from Paul. Jess. Oh, uh, 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 oh, uh, Schmidt and everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, Schmidt is the uh, other name that I. Uh, new took Girl. Out. Jeez, New Girl. New Girl is correct. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was hard. Uh, Dickens' A Christmas Carol inspires this episode featuring the son as the family Scrooge. Oh, my God. Now she's getting on the... Oh, this cat, your cat wants you to want you lock her out. Of this dead thing. today or something. Um, okay. God dang it. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm sure you heard that. <laughs> I that did. Was... You also glitched the That bunch. was my entire light box. Oh. Did Ooh. I glitch? Yeah, you did. I hoped it. I was hoping it wasn't your router or something. No. <laughs> that was just funny timing. Because you kind of froze for a minute. I'm like, oh, she got the router. Um, <laughs> crap, now I forgot the hint. Can you give me the hint one more time? Uh, sure. Dickens' A Christmas Carol inspires this episode featuring the son as the family Scrooge. Well, who would have been Scroogey? Okay, uh, uh-huh. uh, that's a good. That's a good thinking. Yeah, but, like uh, who? what character is kind of a Scrooge type dude? I kind of remember this. Well, uh, if I ask decade, is that unfair? I'll tell you decade. 80s. 80s. Oh, uh, um, uh, uh, McFly. Um, you know, yeah, I, yeah. You're, you're family exactly ties. Right. Yeah. Family freaking ties. Family ties is correct. Holy yes. shite. <laughs> oh, that one was painful. Okay. Um, all right, let's see here. This is another. Oh God! Any name I give you from this one? Yeah. 
male character brings animosity to the company Christmas party where female character hunts for men and other female character and male character embarrass themselves at karaoke. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is like... Oh, man. Because if I, I give you one name, I'll give you one name. Uh, Michael. Michael. And Lindsay. I'll give you Lindsay and Michael. Those are the only two I'm giving you. Well, there was. Can this. Is I, it possible. What's that? Is it possible this is already one we've done? This is just a different scenario, but the same show? This is one that you've guessed for another one, but got it incorrect. Well, I think this might be the office then. It is not. This Michael is and Lindsay, no. Development. Shit, <laughs> Lindsay, duh. Oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I didn't want to give you Job or uh, maybe because those kind of would have been the. Uh, Frank. Uh, all right. The spirit of Christmas manifests itself at their location, beginning with a potluck party for the orphans. One character is determined not to let a mortally wounded soldier die on Christmas. <laughs> What? That's a hell of a comedy routine they got going there. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, this counts though. We just, I, I, of course, this is um. Uh, uh oh. It's oh, it's mash. It's mash. It is mash. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I eliminated the 407, the 7th, and BJ. Uh, that's right. It was BJ, and he was like, he was going to make that heartbeat right up till midnight. And then he did, right. I think. Exactly. I think he got away with it. All right. I like uh, this game. The trio accept their landlord's invitation to a Christmas party, but are then asked to one that they'd rather attend. The trio. The trio. Accept their <laughs> landlord's invitation to a Christmas party, but. They are then asked to one, invited to one that they'd rather attend. The trio. Okay, I'm going with. There's so many sitcoms of three people that are the main thing. They are, yeah. Uh, hint, uh, d- decade. What decade are we 70s. in? 70s. 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 Late 70s. Oh, tripping, uh, uh, tripping uh, into the 80s. Jack Tripper, uh, freaking. Uh, right. uh, what's it called? <laughs> All the, No, wait. I'll get it right. Hold on. Three's company, two, three's company. There you go. Well done. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I had to do the song to remember it. Oh, you did. That was great. I love uh, it. Yeah. Uh, one character plans Hanukkah uh, fun for his son, Ben, who is more interested in Christmas. Another character stirs up tension between two other characters. And finally, the last character lacks finesse in tipping restaurant waitstaff. Pretty sure this is the one with the armadillo thing on uh, it's friends Armadillo. right was it friends that's exactly right it is friends uh all right an innocent meeting with a disgraced councilman lands leslie at the center of a sex scandal disrupting her plans for the winter wonderland festival leslie oh parks and rec that's right yep I like that. You said the names do make it easier. Don't Leslie they? was a little bit. I, yeah. I left out Pawnee and I thought I'll leave in Leslie. That's well, good. That's uh, good. Pawnee would have been a 100%, yeah. like no hesitation. Uh, Alan starts dating a Martha Stewart like perfectionist who takes command of the house during the holidays. Alan. Alan? We just talked about this and so we it did. messed me up. Yeah, this one's spelled A L A N, if that helps. <laughs> Alan? Martha Stewart like I know this one. I this one. I don't know. It wasn't the one that I. Oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it was the one. I know. I just typed in the wrong first word of the title. I just don't know who Alan is. Uh, decade. Uh, nine. Uh, two thousands. Two thousands. Oh boy. Two thousands into the twenty tens. Um, I'll say. Uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> But, Two and a half men. Oh, the same guy made that show. What was I thinking? That's right. Yeah, you had the. Yeah. Damn it! Oh, getting all worked up for the new year here. All right. Uh, because he's Jewish, this character is denied involvement in the nativity play and excluded from trips to see Santa. Because he's Jewish, I means there's kids involved. I think. Mm-hmm. 
uh, decade on this one? Um, God, this one's been around for a long time. Uh, it has been around for a long time. 90s into 2000s into 2010s. Really? Long yeah. one then. Into 2020s, I think. Um, and there are kids involved. There are children involved. Okay, one other hint. Is it a laugh track or no laugh track? No laugh track. (gasps) Oh, no, no, I remember this. No, 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 that's something else. (laughs) Another character says, Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho? Heidi Ho, neighbor. (laughs) Heidi Ho, neighbor. Heidi Ho. Yeah. Heidi Ho. Yeah. Oh, South Park. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, nice one. That was a good one. Uh, let's see. Uh, one of the characters goes on a quest to find the meaning of Christmas after he awakens in stop motion animation. Oh, uh, uh, that would be uh, Ahmed in, um, or Abed in uh, the, the, the community. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I would have. Uh, I would have felt bad getting that wrong, given how much you love that show. I would have felt like a yes, you a and as well uh, as you as you should. Yeah. And uh, my my Secret Santa gift arrived from Rishi B, and it's a Troy and Abed in the morning T-shirt. That what? I wear. Yeah. Awesome. That's a good one. Love that. Uh, Christmas brings no tidings of comfort and joy to L, who's and I'm just giving you initial L, whose colleague starts dating P. Uh. <laughs> S drives everyone crazy over his adherence to gift-giving etiquette. S. L, P, and S are the character initials. Oh, oh, uh, that that's that that is Big Bang Theory. That is Big Bang Theory. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Hold on. S S is Simon. No. No. No, that's the actor Simon Helberg. Uh, oh right. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I can't think of anybody's names on that show. Um. Gregory? There's no Gregory. <laughs> I'll just give it to you. Uh, Leonard, Penny, and Sheldon. Ah, thank you. The, Gosh, the dang three. It. All right. I had a big crush on Penny. Um, I didn't know that. Let's see. The coach's workouts nearly crush holiday spirits, but there's magic when he moonlights as a store Santa. Is it coach? It's not coach. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Well, I don't know. Coach Cutlip. This is one that I that I know the name, but I don't recognize Coach Cutlip. Coach from, Cutlip? Yeah. From what show? Somebody. And I don't know because it won't show me the answer until I type it in. Oh, I have no idea. Never heard of that. That must be old. I don't know either. Yeah. All right. We'll come back to that one because somebody right. in chat will say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when her parents ditch her during the holidays, Liz devotes herself to a charity program. Jack's holiday plans are scratched and he takes out his frustrations on the crew. Oh, um, Jack. Uh, that's Jack. That's uh, the 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 gay the gays. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, uh, oh, thank you, Tom Degosa. That is it. Yes, it was Wonder Years for. Uh, oh, it was Coach Wonder Cutler. Years. Okay. Uh, this Cutler. one that you just did though is um, yeah. the gays. The gays. It's all the gays in it. Uh, uh, oh, freaking <sighs> Offerman's wife's in it. She won on Emmys for this. Oh, you're uh yeah okay. I don't not the going. right show. I'll help you out and say Will and Grace. Oh, that's and it. That Will and Grace. Incorrect. Oh, it's not correct. Ah, yeah. Damn it. Uh, Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. The one with Liz, Liz Lemon, and Jack Donahue. Damn it. Um, a blizzard freezes plans for Christmas Eve at this family's house, which means it is not the the uh, for them not the title of the show. <laughs> Wait a minute. Read that again. Give me that one more time. I don't know if I can. <laughs> a blizzard freezes plans for Christmas Eve at this at the fam- the the titular family's house, rather than at the titular family, the family main character family's house. Yeah. Which means it's not the title of the show for them. <laughs> I'm adding that last bit as a clue. <laughs> I know because it's it's such a vague like special Christmas episode. Oh, they're stuck in a blizzard. Yeah. Hendo did figure it out from my clue, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 Ralph uh, is asked to come over and shovel. <laughs> Ralph is asked to. Oh, uh, um, 
Ralph. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I I don't know this one. That would be uh, family, or I'm sorry, Happy Days. Happy Cunningham's. Days, Ralph. Ralph Mouth. What Malf, the frick am yeah. I thinking? Damn yeah. it! Oh, that felt like I should have had that. Uh, the staffers are miffed when Jimmy responds to their thoughtful gift with cheap presents. Jimmy. Jimmy. This I, that, this is another one I don't know, just based on. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, we'll Jimmy. be rating Tom in five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. We're doing it, Jimmy. Oh, uh, is this uh, Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy is played by. Uh, okay, it's uh, it's uh, um, uh, uh, Joe Rogan was on it. Um, oh, uh, sure. J- uh, the guy, uh, Jimmy, the character Jimmy, played by yeah, Jimmy James is Jimmy the character. James yeah. owns the station, and the name of it is what kind of station is it? It's oh, it's news radio, is what it is. <laughs> Shit. Do I get that? I get that. I'll give you that. Sure. Yes. Right, Absolutely. That you, knew the, you knew the show. You just couldn't come up with a title. All right. We have one more. Uh, Let's do one more. Do one more here. Yeah. All right. Um, the husband's holiday spirit is Scrooge-like when it comes to tipping, and later he makes an unholy mess of a nativity scene set up by his wife's parents. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't feel like I've seen that. You've definitely seen this one. His wife's parents. Yeah. Oh, it's Seinfeld. No, 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 no. That's a different thing. No, but keep on that track. Okay. You, you've got it. Okay. You've got it. Really? Yes. That track. You're so... You could not be more on the right track if you tried. Is it the one with... Um, I'm going to assume that means they share at least a character. Oh, no, no, no. They share an actor. This is um, uh, Jerry Stiller going over to the the UPS Man show. Uh, His name is Kevin James, and the show is called Every Day Day with Kevin. Nope. (laughs) Here we are going with Kevin. What's that called? Hold on. Man? The man? I can't think of it. The man on the... I'll help you out. It's the King of Queens. Oh, shit! But it's not. (laughs) Oh, it's not it. <laughs> sure. It isn't it. They share a right, a very prominent writer, Larry David. That is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, it's Curb. Shit. Yeah. Well, I clearly <laughs> lost your amazing quiz. <laughs> that was fun, though. Yeah, I wish this was written in a way where it like wasn't, oh, well, all right. The, the brothers Crane wrangle over a whole host holiday festivities and Roz yeah. cozies up to an apartment store Santa. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great, little, though. Little where did you nab yeah. this? this? It's a good one. Uh, Sporkle. Sporkle is a really good site for trivia quizzes like this, and uh, usually they're timed. And uh, Well, in this case, it's timed. We're still on 26 minutes. Yeah, no kidding. Well, here's the deal, everybody. We're going to turn the keys over to Tom Merritt. But before we do, a reminder, please give to this charity. Please help out kids, okay? Please do it. Look, they're all, uh, you know, a bunch of them are in hospitals tonight. That sucks. Nobody wants to spend New Year's in a hospital. No. No. Um, and uh, we really want you to do it. So please do. In the meantime, if you uh, enjoyed yourself tonight and you haven't checked out TMS yet, we do it Monday through Thursday. Uh, lots of guests, lots of content, lots of regular episode uh, uh, content that we do all the time. Music, all sorts of cool stuff. And you can find it at frogpants.com slash TMS or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, big thanks to the folks at Diamond Club and uh, uh, Ritual Misery for letting us be a part of this this year. We really appreciate sure. it. Uh, Brian, you have anything else you want to mention before? You I don't go? have anything else. Just happy new year, everybody. Stay safe. Be uh, kind to your your fellow people out there, and let's make 2023 even better than 2022, which is so much better than 2021. Yep. Let's go out there and kill it. That'll do it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.